Hey everyone, this is Phil. This week I'm creatively bankrupt, up, so in my quest to put out more Netrunner content, I've called in some favors. A few months back, I got in touch with the lead dev from JNet Noah to ask him to be on the show, because I love JNet. And then bam, a few days later, Vesper drops this amazing interview on his stream. I really like it. It touches on a lot of stuff like the history and the future of JNet and a bit on how it actually runs and the volunteers behind it. I just thought it was fascinating, and I don't think a lot of people ever heard it. Vesper kindly let me edit it to fit your ears and for everyone to enjoy. So thanks for that, Vesper. I'll link his channel in the show notes. Check him out. He has a bunch of great games from Lockdown, Fight Club, Ocarina. Uh, like, come on, though. You guys all know who Vesper is. Anyways, I asked Eric if he had any thoughts on JNet, but he told me he never tried JNet. So, yeah, take it away, Vesper. I have a very, very special guest today, and I'm super thrilled and super chuffed and super everything to have with me today none other than noah the duke hello 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 can you hear me yes can you hear me noah thank you so much for joining me today this is an absolute honor and an absolute pleasure to have you on the stream i'm a bit uh, wobbly when it comes to saying things because i've spent the last six hours just typing things furiously into a computer how do you feel about that have you been spending your last hours as well here uh, before joining typing things furiously into a computer pretty much always yes uh, Noah, please, 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 although I assume nobody will need an introduction, but for, just for the few of people who may not know who you are, could you please tell us why are you here today? Well, maybe that, that, that's, that's the wrong way of putting it, uh, but yeah, what's your role in Nisei? What, uh, are, what is your connection to uh, Netrunner in general? Uh, how did it all start for you? And what's this little thing called Jinteki.net that you may know something about? I don't know. Um, sure. Yeah, so I'm Noah, Noah the Duke on the internet. I got started playing Netrunner in 2016. Started going to GNKs, didn't actually join Stim Slack until 2017 sometime, uh, when my local buddy Phil, here in the greater Cincinnati area in the United States, added me. So I played for a bunch of years, and then at some point I got a new job. Um, and the job was really boring and I didn't have very much to do. And so I went poking around and decided to try helping out with Jinteki.net. Uh, I joined the Slack and started opening uh, pull requests. That was um, January, February 2018. And then I've just continued to grow in how much I contribute to Jinteki.net until um, late 2018 when uh, the other maintainers kind of stepped down. And in 2019, I picked it up. You know, late 2018 is when uh, Nisei kind of got started. They got started in the summer, but really didn't like start thinking about releasing stuff and putting out the first published CR, putting out System Core 2019 until, you know, October, November, December 2018, as it were. And so then I became the, the lead dev in 2019, and that's what I've been doing since then. My wife and I had a kid earlier this year in January. She's about to turn 11 months. And so that's kind of limited the amount of time I can give to JNet. But so then, you know, my role in Nisei has been uh, web development. You know, uh, I've done some work on NetrunnerDB. I spent a bit of time trying and mostly, 
not succeeding at building like a Netrunner DB version two. It turns out it's uh, harder than I expected. But yeah, so I pour most of my free time into um, working on JNet. Okay, that was a great introduction. Thank you so much for a lot of detail. And by the way, congratulations on becoming a proud parent. I mean, 11 months. Thank that's you. That's like, Thank you. that's a good release, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's been, a, it's been a lot of work. I, I can only imagine. Uh, I mean, I, actually, yeah, this is the thing. Uh, not being a parent just yet, I cannot imagine. Or no, imagination is the only thing that works for me here. But anyway, children aside, because that's a completely different universe that may take uh, up more than half of the internet if we were in to, to dive into it. So, you know, being parents and raising kids aside and growing up, let's talk about, if you don't mind, of course, let's talk about uh, Janet and, uh, well, basically, it's... Kind of like, I, I think a lot of people in the community, myself included, it's a bit of a love-hate relationship with the hate being very, very small for very, very particular moments <laughs> and very, very particular interactions. And the love, I think, is huge. So I, I assume we all have a bit of a love and hate relationship because 99.9% .9 of the time, Janet is just performing like a dream and everything just works. What's automated is automated. Things click well. Everything flows smoothly. People win or lose games and they can just be angry at their own decisions, maybe, you know, like, or, or, or at RNG, basically, not getting the right cards at the right time. Sometimes things happen. What is, what is your relationship with the platform when you think about it from an emotional uh, point of view, in a way? Is it... Is it something that gives you nightmares or is it something that's, that's, uh, that's, that gives you a lot of happiness and joy or both? Uh, definitely both. Working on JNet is one of the most fun things I do in my life right now. It's, you know, I've been working on it for almost three full years now and I know the platform very well and I feel very comfortable in working on it and I've done a lot of really good work on it. It's got some deep, deep issues. Uh, which are very hard to fix on a volunteer and um, kind of part-time development, you know, hobbyist basis. Like if I was, uh, if this was my full-time job, if I was getting paid, you know, to develop JNet, um, there's a lot more I could do. And so depending on the day, depending on the bug, depending on what I'm working on, I can go from anywhere from like 60-40 love-hate to 60-40 hate-love. You know, I sometimes walk <laughs> away being like, throw the whole thing away. It's not worth it. You know, it, it goes back and forth. There's, but uh, it keeps running and, you know, we keep working on it and it keeps getting better. So it's, even if the progress is small and incremental, it's still progress. Absolutely. And I think, you know, I think the stability of it, this being a fan, fan generated, fan maintained, fan developed platform that's used by quite a few people uh, in different places on very different configurations and well, we should be lucky that this is browser-based because I can only imagine what would be happening if we had a client you know like a right installable executable that would be that would be quite wild but uh, all this is working really 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 well and uh, and all this is uh, making events for hundreds of people at the same time possible i mean you know we had we had the continentals for a month we had worlds we had many other events happening and people just keep jamming the cards and and smashing the tokens and running the remotes and everything and it just works and i'm, I'm always amazed I, I i remember i still remember uh, being a uh, senior member of the community no i'm, I'm kidding but having some experience with octagon <laughs> i still remember making yeah. the switch from octagon to jnet 
and just going like, why am I even playing Octagon again? I'm not not to not to uh, bash Octagon here because it's a great platform for what it does, and it's very universal in its approach. It does a lot of right. different things. It's a set standalone client. It supports any given game, a card game, and not only, I think. But it's it's kind of rooted in, in I would say early two thousands, uh, maybe even right. late nineties. But then, of course, there was the switch for, for into kind of dedicated clients, dedicated solutions, dedicated uh, approaches and services for different games, for example. And we had, of course, people developing things like Tabletop Simulator or Tabletopia, and, and which is in the browser as well. And it's quite amazing. Uh, and Jnet is, I think it's the first, uh, first, how to put it, first platform for a card game that's fan organized as a as a browser solution as a service in a browser that got kind of cloned i would say right because there's quite a few offshoots uh, developed by uh, other gaming communities for other card games that basically i used a few of them and i was like hey this is jnet just just with a different game <laughs> how did this yeah. happen yeah um you know the 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 folks at the iron throne you know throne techie that's the uh the agot uh, second edition, a Game of Thrones card game, second edition by FFG. The I think his name is Cryogen and Griffin were the folks who de developed that initially. And there's been, you know, hundreds of developers who've contributed to that. Yep. They took heavy inspiration. They they used a different language. They went to with JavaScript and React instead of Clojure and mm -hmm. Clojure Script. But they took heavy inspiration from like the layout, from the lobby system from how JNet kind of like the visual language of JNet and developed the Game of Thrones one. And then uh, Jadil, Jadil, I'm not sure how to pronounce his username, Jeremy Lerner, when Legend of the Five Rings got released by FFG again, the Legend of the Five Rings living card game, uh, he basically cloned their, the Agot repo and developed it into the Legend of the Five Rings um, implementation and then after that somebody did the same thing for Keyforge and it's been it's been great to see uh, I have taken a lot of inspiration from their work they are very different games so the borrowing is harder you know we don't have uh, dudes on a map with HP and attack values and you know um, our game is a little uh -huh. bit a little bit more cerebral in that way but you know it's uh, they their platforms are very solid, so it's it's been a lot of fun to see those get developed. Yeah, these are uh, I've actually used uh, Jigoku. I think that's the way you pronounce yeah. it. Maybe not. Well, if if you if you pronounce it in a different way, I'm sorry for for the people using it. But basically, I used Jigoku recently to just refresh my knowledge a bit of Legend of the Five Rings. And it's just, it's it's a totally different beast. Absolutely. I absolutely agree. Because at some point I was thinking like, hmm, if all the devs who are so talented, if they all get together, could we have an octagon in the browser that just runs all those cool games and you just go into this lobby? And But then I was like, that, that engine to run this and the database would have to be absolutely mind-boggling and and it, you, you basically would have to have several different modules do, i mean I don't, I don't even know how to code so i'm just you know i'm just guessing like the the engine to run all this would have to play five different games at the same time so it, it would be a bit right. 
a bit complicated probably to put it onto the same site. That said, we can definitely think of just having a website where you just direct people to different card games saying, hey, play it online. But that's a different story for, for somebody else. Maybe Serenity is going to be working with the community folks <laughs> on something in the future. I don't know, no scoops here. <clears throat> but we do. Uh, we, we actually do have a question from Zero of Maxima. Thank you so much for joining. Sure. What are the features you've had to say no to developing? For example, uh, there's been some cool stuff like start screens, putting in uh, what other ideas never made it. So th there, yeah, there has been some things popping up here and there. And of course, it I, I guess it all depends on the level of uh, expertise and coding that's required in the background, you know, in, in the garage, so to speak, because it all may look very simple on the surface, but it's probably super complicated in, in, on the inside. But what, what were some of the features that you were thinking about or you were asked about and you had to go like, nah, that's not going to fly? Folks have asked us for draft, you know, the FFG style draft mode. Um, folks have asked us to support um, the, I don't know if you've seen it, the Netrunner Arena. Uh, is it called Arena? Let me look this up. This, a fan came up with a way to do like a fixed pack drafting or like um, where you get like a random set of cards and mm -hmm. you use specific IDs that they made for this system and you build your own little deck and it's it's a very different style. It's a very different style of game. And uh, I can't find it, so I'm not going to worry about it. But somebody who used that a lot with their friend group was like, hey, can you support this? And we were like, only if you build it. If you build it, we can do it. We've had folks uh, ask for, you know, iPhone apps, Android apps. It's a browser game. We don't, we can't turn it into an app. You know, it's, even stuff like moderation support has been hard. I've been thinking about and kind of poking at adding better moderation tools to JNet for two and a half years, two years, um, and it's it's challenging. It's challenging. the The site is not built for that kind of stuff. Yep. Um, you know, it'd be easier to just remove chat. <laughs> <laughs> Could but, potentially but gonna, work, right? Not gonna do that. <laughs> uh, I mean, th that's the thing. Uh, like you said, there's probably a ton of different things that could happen on the site because. It's it's more than just a game. It's it's an experience, and of course, uh, we cannot replicate uh, the whole sitting around the table with a bunch of people or with just your opponent and playing and tossing the tokens and everything. On the other hand, JNet helps a ton, a ton with uh, you know running the maps and and doing bits and pieces around uh, around all the maybe simple but sometimes uh, boggling mathematics or or. Yeah. ordering of actions and all that and and to be honest i became a better player only because of jnet uh, i'm not a good player but it's just like learning you know the ins and outs of the game and just going through the game and, and getting all the prompts at first i was like how many prompts do i get and what does this prompt even mean uh, right. But on the other hand, I was like, okay, so this means something is happening. I have to think about it. I have to look at what's going on. The game is asking me to do something uh, or not. So that is important. And that helps so much because I will, I'm not going to lie. Now, after dozens of games online over the pandemic season and a few games offline, whenever I play offline, I do catch myself thinking, oh, there's a prompt here. <laughs> So this this yeah. might be this might be a bit of uh, of conditioning going into my head, but I've spectated so many games and I've played so many games online that now actually when certain interactions happen, I'm like, oh yeah, JNet would do this. So that's actually good. Yeah. That's that's a great training uh, tool, and I think um, quite a few players uh, start their career on JNet as well. I'm so glad to hear that. Yeah, we we try hard. It's it started off very much like Octagon, where that's like 
you know, you can gain some credits, you can install a card or two, but it kind of left a lot up to the players to handle. And uh, I've been I've been trying hard to like work through all of the bits and pieces where it's fuzzy and clean them up or make them more accurate. But Netrunner is a very complicated game, like very complicated. And I'm constantly finding little edge cases or situations where we don't handle it quite right or we could handle it better. And then when I try to try to clean it up, realizing that it's extremely complicated. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. I mean, this is this is basically putting a very complex game to which even people who have been playing it for quite a while may not know all the answers. It's trying to capture it using right. code into a platform that's supposed to work for anybody anywhere who will just be clicking buttons and going through things. Plus, we do like there's a lot of different types of interactions. It's just mind-boggling. I was trying to explain the game itself to some friends recently, and they were like, "Yeah, but how do you, you know, how do you simulate this? How do you simulate that?" I, and I brought Jinteki uh, Jnet up, and I was like, "Well, this is." This is the way it looks in a browser, but trust me, it's way more complicated than right. it looks in a mind space, like what you said earlier on. Like it's it's a bit more cerebral in that way, where you, where you definitely have to make some leaps of faith for certain things. Definitely a a daunting task. Do you have? Because one reasons why one reason why I actually asked you about meeting uh, quite recently is. I've noticed there was a bit of traffic, or actually increasing traffic, on on the Jinteki um, Net uh, channel on Stem Slack, and I was like, oh, "What's going on?" And I just I just started browsing through through the recent discussions, and there seems to be a kind of a, maybe that's fairly seasonal, maybe it's already over, but I've I've seen at least three or four people just jumping into the development right now and just going like, oh yeah, we could do this, we could do this, we could do that, we could try this, and so on and so forth. Are there any uh, people you would uh, have shoutouts for in the community right now who are contributing and who are uh, pushing the envelope or making your life harder by by submitting a lot of CRs or <laughs> um i mean the the whole uh jnet team uh does great work you know it's all it's all volunteer it's all fan done so you know everybody's a hobby developer on it and so it's it's it is seasonal some people take a take breaks, you know, on the uh, stem slack. He goes by Bob Tomatoes, John Warwick. He's a really nice guy, and he uh, he was very active when I first started, and then I kind of he kind of dropped off after Netrunner got canceled. But he's recently come back and started contributing again, and he's great. Um, Lost Geek, uh, Ogas Han, um, in the German community, he's great. He's been contributing a lot for a couple of years now. What's his name on Stem Slack? I think it's Yukon Cornelius or something. Thomas Blackwell has just joined up. Uh, they're in our private development server. There are 63 people, and I'd say maybe 10 of them are active or semi-active devs who contribute code. You know, at least once every six months. Um, and so, you know, it's uh, for like the first half of this year, it was pretty slow. It was mostly me and Lost Geek, maybe one or two other folks. And recently it's picked back up, as you were saying, the the, st uh, the Stim Slack or Jinteki Net channel got very active. And so that's been very good. It's been a lot of fun. You know, I've taken some time. Um, you know, the holidays are upon us, and so I've not had... Even my limited time, I've not had even my limited time to work on it as much. 
And so it's been really helpful to have somebody like John Warwick bust out, you know, 10, 15, 20 bug fixes, you know, um, bug fixes are very, very helpful. There's always something broken. I've always, I'm always just breaking something and not noticing. Hey, you know, so it's the, the whole, the whole team. I, I don't want to just like scroll through and say like 30 names, but there's, there's a lot of folks who have contributed in there. It's all, it's all very helpful. I mean, absolutely. Yeah, this this was basically yeah, absolutely well said, and I I totally agree. I, this was about <laughs> calling out all those people who have been developing and contributing for quite a while now. Uh, and and right. the uptick in activity is super great because you know, as a person that doesn't really code much uh, or never, almost. Ooh, I, I actually have some JNet sounds here. Never mind, I'm jumping out of this game. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I cannot really contribute, even though if if I wanted, uh, I would probably have to take what some classes in Clojure, right, or something. And oh, wow, this is now this is now completely jumping into noises. Okay, I'm jumping out of the, the noisy part of JNet. I was going to ask you, as is there a way non-coding people and people for whom JNet itself is just this wonderful place where they can uh, experience the game and hang out and play and so on, but have no no flipping idea whatsoever, like myself, you know, how, how to even break down uh, the interactions of a card or how to even learn the engine of the game or so on. Is, th is there any way that uh, we could help with making JNet uh, work or better or I don't know, is, is this is this about making sure you have a good supply of uh, your favorite beverages or I don't know? Um, so the, the the best thing that somebody who wants to contribute to JNet without programming is to write uh, bug reports. So if you are playing a game and a card interaction isn't correct and you go, huh, that's weird. Or you play a card and suddenly the whole, you get a black screen. Or mm -hmm. you play a card and the whole page freezes and somebody has to disconnect and reconnect. If you do something and it breaks, or you play a card and you're supposed to gain five credits and you gain 30 credits, or you, um, <laughs> you know, you start a trace and the trace is supposed to be two and it's at six. Any, anytime there is a bug where there is an interaction that isn't just not implemented, you know, sometimes we kind of like right now, when you, when you do a run, we don't have you pass priority back and forth. Yep. That would be too complicated. That would be very arduous to click continue 30 times. Nobody wants to do that. So we've trimmed that out. We expect you to take care of that stuff for yourself. But anytime we do implement something, you know, a subroutine, if a subroutine is supposed to make you choose between trashing a program or trashing a hardware, and it lets you trash a resource, that's not good. Mm -hmm. So um, uh, the simplest thing you can do is post in the Gentechi underscore net channel on Stim Slack and say, hey, there's this bug. If you want to contribute more than that, recreate the bug. See if you can set up a situation that recreates it, right? That you yeah. that anybody could reproduce that bug. Sometimes things happen and it's like, what what the heck happened? I don't know what happened. You know, if this random bug happened, I don't know what triggered it. If you feel up to it, you can recreate a game, step through, see if you can set up the situation and recreate it. That will help us a lot figure it out. And then the third thing, uh, that's kind of part and parcel with this is create an account on github.com, which is where we keep all of the code and go to the Netrunner repository, which is at mtgred slash Netrunner. 
and click on issues and click create new issue and then type out the description of the bug, type out how it could be reproduced. You don't have to, but it's always helpful to have images, you know, screenshots of what happened on screen. That very directly helps us find where things are broken. We, you know, we know where things are unimplemented, right? Certain cards like GameNet are just not implemented. That's a, it seems like a simple card. It's a very complicated card. Mirror Morph this is, seems like a simple card. It's actually pretty complicated. It's not quite right. You know, stuff like that is hard, but where things that are implemented and they're broken, let yep. us know. And that's, that will help us because other, otherwise we'll just keep working on other stuff, right? You know, I look at the list and there's a lot of issues on there, but a lot of them are also vague or they are uh, incomplete or they're very rare. And so when it's, it's hard to say whether a thing is broken or not when it only happened to one person one time a year and a half ago, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, a good bug is something you can actually repeat. Uh, so I absolutely right. agree. Yeah. And speaking of, of mythical things that happen uh, or, or things that uh, may be the stuff of legend for some, but apparently have some answers that... Uh, demanding people want to know. Well, I'm, I'm kidding about the demanding part, but uh, we have another question uh, from sure. uh, from Zero Maxima. Can you tell us the legend of where the JNet server, the physical one, actually lives? Is this is this actually no? Before we get there, is this information we could give to anybody, or should we just be quiet about it because who knows what's gonna happen? And I don't, I don't, I don't know. People have nukes, right? Somebody has nukes. Yeah, I I don't know. Um, what do you think? Should should we? I have I don't know. Ah, that's, that's the right it is, it is It is owned and operated by, I believe his name is Min. I'm not sure uh, my pronunciation, my apologies to Min. He is the original creator. He is the MTG Red on GitHub. He started Netrunner. He wrote, he wrote heavily all of the code for a year before anybody else started contributing. And then other folks joined in. He continued to contribute. It is his personal server that we use. So when you donate, it goes directly into his pockets to help fund the server because he owns the domain name, he owns the server. It's all of his internet that it's running off of. This is not hosted on Amazon AWS or Google Cloud Store or something. This is his personal server that he owns and operates. Maybe it's in his basement. Maybe it's in Cloudflare. I don't know where he has it or what he's doing with it, but it's his personal server. We're all very thankful to him that he is, even though he hasn't contributed code in, you know, three years, uh, he continues to operate it and maintain it and keep it, keep it fast. You know, it's, he's got a very beefy machine and it does great work. Absolutely. Huge kudos to MTG Red. Uh, and hopefully we will get to, well, th there was a plan, right? Because for some people who may not be aware of this, uh, there are some plans within NSA to move to the moon and we're still waiting for the news <laughs> about that. But if you could have a data center, where would you put it? Like, you know, imagine you have a JNet uh, data center with a lot of humming servers and whatnot. I've recently visited a supercomputer here in Barcelona in Spain, which is uh, hosted in an ex-church in, in a building that used to be a church. Now it's just used for science and computing. So that's pretty cool. Any any interesting locations you would be you would be uh, seeing for uh, a potential data center for JNet if it was to appear? Um, there are a lot of
there are a lot of cool buildings out here in uh, the greater Cincinnati area in the United States. This is not a big tech hub. It's a pretty small tech hub, and there's uh, a lot of farmland out here. But I think that think that you could nestle away in. We just got a really big um, Amazon like distribution center near us, so I think you could fit in some nameless box warehouse out in some farmland. A very cool little data center. People would think, oh, I bet it's in New York, or oh, I bet it's in LA, but <laughs> it is not. It's on a farm. <laughs> and we have a question, another one. What console slash hardware should the JNet server physically look like? That's a very good question too. Which of which of the cards that we have in the game or which of the visuals would, would correspond well with it? Hmm, that's a good question. Oh, it's Ma. It's, Ma? it's all <laughs> Is it Ma covered covered in little plush Aumakuas? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Why would it be Ma? Because it eats Just time? Eat Yes, it, it eats time, it eats hope, you know, it's, <laughs> if, if there are too many bugs, it eats happiness, you know, that's, <laughs> oh my, that's, 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 that's a hard one, but I mean, I can totally see where you're coming from. Fortunately, it's not a zero, fortunately, it's not Desperado, because the name itself is kind of, I don't know, well, kind of scary. Uh, when it runs smoothly, it's a Desperado, it's great. When it doesn't run smoothly, it's Ma. <laughs> it it's transforms basically uh okay I, I don't want to take up too much of your precious time because like you mentioned sure. earlier on you're a busy person you, you have a lot of things going on for 2021 and i i mean calendars are very relative so let's just sure. say f f after people celebrate the changing of numbers and there's a lot of bubbly liquids and potentially some fireworks even though the crowds might be very thin because of the pandemic restrictions and whatnot 2021 uh there will be of course the competitive season whatever format it's gonna have online or offline hopefully offline there will be a lot of other things happening but what do you think could be happening like wh what is your realist approach to 2021 for jnet and what is your dreamy approach for jnet uh, for next year more or less and you think about it this way 12 months of things that may happen or may not happen for jnet my goals for 2021 are moderation support tournament support and action support so tournament support is obvious right now it's very um hand done by somebody like akira or one of the other um community managers and nisei one of the organized play folks and that's a lot of work for them i tried to build something over the summer but i wasn't able to get it done and then life got busy and i was further not able to get it done before worlds and so i was pretty disappointed about that but we have i have plans for it next is moderation support that's as I said earlier, it's been something that we've putzed around with and thought about for a while, but it takes a lot of effort to build. Uh, thankfully, we've had some good headway recently. John Warwick has put some work into cleaning up our back end. Dan D. Simmer, uh, Dan, uh, Daniel, I think, he did a lot of really good work with helping clean up our back end in mm -hmm. October. Um, and so I'm hoping that with that effort, we can get, get some light mod tools, ban people, block people, put people on mute, um, delete games if necessary, you know, be able to spectate even private games to verify if somebody's being abusive, things like that. And then finally, uh, on the like engine side, on the like rules side, uh, right now there is no differentiation between performing uh, something like 
uh, paidability and something that requires a click, like an action. Mm -hmm. So right now there's no separation and the, the game does not care one way or the other. And so I think implementing some sort of action requirement system would vastly improve things like start of turn sequencing and terminal operations and playing things on accident out of order. You know, if it's your opponent's turn and you click a button, you shouldn't accidentally install a card if it's the runner's turn, stuff like that. So those are those are my big three goals for the next year is tournament support, moderation support, and actions support. That sounds really cool. That sounds really promising and it sounds uh, fun because it definitely would push the, the platform in directions that would make it even easier for people to enjoy it and and use it yeah. on a daily basis or for events. And there's probably going to be quite a few. I mean, I'm definitely going to be running some events online for sure, but I'm going to talk yeah. about that later, later. Uh, what would be your dream thing to happen? Like imagine it, there's no limit to time and space and resources and or talented people that can be thrown on JNet, uh, at JNet, sorry. Uh, so uh, what, what would that be uh, for next year? I mean, of course, we're not talking, I don't know, coding every single card until the very end, although that would be quite interesting. But like, if, if there was one thing that you could just drop in there that would that would just work the way you would envision it from scratch, so to speak, what would that be? Uh, I mean, my answers are generally very technical yeah, and sure. very related to how it works specifically. Uh -huh. But right now, JNet is permissive. It lets you do anything you want, pretty much anytime you want. Mm -hmm. Add yourself a click, play a card, fix whatever, it's very open to just letting you do because it even as we add support for all the stuff, it kind of is, um, it's just very permissive. Mm -hmm. And I would very much like to make it restrictive, to make it, uh, you cannot do anything unless you are allowed to do it. So instead of being able to use any paid ability at any point, you just click on a card and do it. Instead, it would keep track behind the scenes of every single thing and whether you are allowed to do it at that moment or not, and restrict mm -hmm. what you are and aren't allowed to do. That would be my goal. That would be like my dream. Because mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, then the rest of it, the rest of it's like, if you can get that permissive side of it down, like whether it allows or doesn't allow a given action, then everything else gets a lot easier. Even if the code base is kind of wacky, the rest of it becomes a lot easier. Gotcha. I mean, I, I do understand that that would be really cool because then the then the virtual environment that we have there would basically just it would be like a smart table in a way because you would right. still be playing your game. You would still be doing well whatever shenanigans you're doing as a Geist or a Shaper player or whatever or a Corp that's just doing wild things on fifteen remotes. But the game would not let you break itself or like break the flow or break the rules in a way because right yeah right now it's a virtual table with a lot of cool tools and and counting and tokens and whatnot and that's great trust me i do love every single piece of automation that for example calculates the strength of ice for me before i run and i can just do the finger maps on my own but like <laughs> in real life it's like oh wait a minute ice carver and then there's this and then there's that and then there's the other thing and my head already, of course, is is uh, bending inside out because it's let's say it's the second game in in the last forty five minutes, and uh, the the tension is high. But well, my brain power is just decreasing, especially for playing late. So definitely, right. anything that anything that helps uh, the game run smoothly uh, outside of people's 
uh, heads uh, helps a lot and we hope to have a lot of new players come in and I think that the restrictive approach would also help them just feel more empowered because they would just be able to click anything and everything and just see what it does right. without breaking the game so you know you could have two absolutely new players just jumping in and, and trying to click around and just see oh, okay so I can do this but I cannot do that yeah, that would be awesome. <laughs> if anybody's yeah. listening to us and has tons of time, a lot of uh, their favorite beverages around, uh, probably coffee. I think coffee is the is the fuel of developers, right? What what, what is it in your case? Generally. Are you yeah? Are, are you I, running I drink on coffee? A lot of coffee? Yeah. So so basically, coffee because that's that's the the stuff that makes dreams happen. So if if you're listening to us and you have a lot of coffee and a lot of time next year and you, you're, for example, planning your I don't know sabbatical or holidays or something and you have time for a fun project. Uh, let me interest you in this platform that we're talking about here. Just go to jindeki.net and look at about and all the information is there or help as well. Yep. You can see a lot of stuff in there already. And then you're going to find your way around to GitHub. Uh, wow. Okay. Well, fair enough. Uh, I'm looking at the chat. If there are any other people bothering us with questions, fortunately not. If you could. So, so let's just rewind. Uh, let's take a few steps back. If you still have the time, if you could totally drop JNet support. <laughs> Imagine this, and you still had the free time. Would there be anything else you would be interested in doing around the game as some sort of a, I don't know, like a creative outlet or a, or a fun outlet for you? If if you could just put the same energy and and interest in the game from a different at, at a different angle, let's call it this way. Would there be something in particular? Would you go, I don't know, would you be drawing cards? Would you be organizing things? Would you be doing, what, what would you be doing? If anything, that is. Um, saying dumb stuff on Stim Slack, probably. <laughs> um, I'm not a particularly creative person and uh, programming is my creative outlet. So I would probably find some way to contribute code either through a, a different open source project or, mm -hmm. you know, if JNet doesn't exist, I would create it. But yeah. certainly there, there'd be certainly some code related avenue for me to contribute and I would find it and try. I just like programming a whole lot. I totally understand you as well. Uh, yeah, and and you know, there's just no way, uh, there's no way of stopping you to code. That's it, which is great because you're doing an awesome job with yeah. this. So yeah. I have one more question. Okay, so maybe let's have this as the final question because I don't want to take you away from your yeah, real yeah, life. Exactly. Uh, so, uh, to get it on public record, uh, as apparently you are, uh, uh, you have a lot of questions in uh, hash rules, uh, hashtag rules a lot. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, uh, what's your least favorite part of the rules to deal with as a JNet dev? <laughs> least favorite part? Uh... Well, so we ignore priority because uh, priority is a really complicated system. I really, I really hate dealing with nested encounters. We don't handle it very well right now, and I've attempted three or four times. Since last year, I implemented full run timing support, you know, so approach windows and then encounter and then all of that stuff. But it operates on the idea that there is only one encounter at a time yep. and having nested encounters with Conjin and ganked archangel those are dumb and i hate them and, uh, <laughs> i wish they weren't in the game <laughs> um, uh, everything else is basically fine <laughs> yeah, so, sounds legit i mean you know as 
as the person that that has to deal with a lot of stuff uh, in ways that uh, the average uh, JNet user cannot comprehend. And when I say average, I just mean myself. Basically, I'm being very egoist, <laughs> egotistic here and whatnot. But yeah, uh, I can totally imagine just going like, yeah, this is cool in game if it's if it's done over a table. But geez. The amount of uh, conditions uh, and you know, like loops you have to put into this to make it work in this particular moment—it's just mm, terrible. So yeah, well, oof. I cannot imagine how how much fun it has to be to to program all those different interactions because there's a ton of them. The other other day, I was looking at uh, Netrunner and I was comparing it to a bunch of board games, like more board gamey games, so to speak. Uh, when it comes to the amount of uh, lingo and different mini mechanics that are happening. And I was just like, wow, I, I could basically break up uh, Netrunner into four distinct smaller games right. and try and teach people that separately. Now, try making this into one game and then try try putting it into a code, uh, into, into code with cards being added all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Speaking of which, and this is going to be my final question, I'm going to let you go for sure, if you of course can, but is there, from the upcoming cards, because I know that there's a testing server and everything, is there a card that has given you a lot of trouble, and you don't you don't have to voice it, uh, you don't have to say any names or anything like that, but are there super problematic cards coming up that, that the public may not know of just yet, uh, regarding uh, putting them on JNet, or are they actually easy peasy and, and this is just, there, there's no revolutionary ideas in there and the rules are not going to go upside down? Uh, the next product is um, System Gateway, yeah, which is the new player product, yeah. and all the cards in it are designed to be somewhat simple. Powerful, you know, but mm -hmm. not terribly complex. Mm -hmm. um, and I wasn't involved in implementing any of the cards. The other members of the community, of the JNet development community, already implemented them. They whipped through it in about a week and a half back in sometime in November. And so that's all. It's done. It's good to go. We're just waiting for it to uh, get released, and then we're going to drop it. Awesome, and now all the all the aspiring hackers are going to be like, hmm, how do I break into servers to so that I can actually access cards that are already somewhere in there? Ah, and so yeah, expect if you if you, <laughs> so I gotta go. Yeah, but if you write if you write any code for JNet and you get on our server, you open a PR and we merge it. I'll add you to the JNet development Slack. You can see the upcoming cards, but you have to actually write code to get in there. So there it is. You wanna you wanna get the scoops? Right code. This was the best. This I think this is the best <laughs> outro ever. You can drop the microphone now and just go towards your lunch. Noah, thank you so, so, so thank much for so joining much, me. Desperate. This That's was an great. absolutely, absolutely awesome uh, time we had together. Thank you so much for uh, giving us a peek behind the curtain and sharing your thoughts and your dreams and your nightmares of developing Janet. Uh, all the best to you and yours. Uh, may you your food well. be delicious. May your coffee always be at the right temperature and plentiful. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'll talk to you later. Yeah, talk to you later. Thank you so much. I shall drop the scoops. Uh, I am hereby dropping the scoops. Oh, sh well, that was the sound of me dropping the scoops. Uh, the scoops have been dropped.